live from the next cast Phanthropological Institute, we're talking about Bollywood fans. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Phanthropological, the podcast that brings the fan's eye view to you. I am Nick G. Today we're talking about Bollywood, and here with me to do that are my two best friends, Nick T. Uh, I'm a level 10 dancer. I was not prepared for this. <laughs> and Nick Z? Here I am on the spot. I'm standing right on the X uh, on the stage here. I'm just waiting for my cue to start the dance number. That cue will be coming at some point during the podcast. Oh boy. When Z dances, press the button. <laughs> Is that when the giant novelty anvil falls down? or? Um, we're going to find out. Okay, Good boy. perfect. <laughs> See how novelty it is. <laughs> I'm sure it'll just make a squeaky sound as it hits me on the head. It's fine. That's the best case scenario. Good boy. Uh, I think this week uh, we're going to keep up the pace that the Bollywood movies have, and we're going to just dive right into things. I'm going to start us off with some famous last words from last week about Bollywood fans. Z. Yes. You said, in The Simpsons, when Apu lives with The Simpsons temporarily, they watch a Bollywood movie together. That movie now exists. That was some <laughs> derivation of what you said. I couldn't make heads or tails of what to write down, so that's what I wrote down. Ah, yeah, uh, well, the essence of my question, my statement was that uh, that was based on a real uh, Bollywood movie. I wasn't able to track down any such real Bollywood movie. But uh, how, would you f- how would you find out if it was? Uh, you know, Google... I mean, uh, it, obviously, it, it apes the style of Bollywood. Yes. How would you find yes. out if it was based on a specific, okay. like, like, a girl is in love with a guy? She's in love with Lovely Johnny. Little Johnny, isn't it? Um, I thought it was Lovely, it Lovely Johnny. Johnny. I thought that was part anyway. of a joke. Anyway, um, you could search for a, a Bollywood movie with a character named Little Johnny or Lovely Johnny. Uh, you could you could you could do a few things here and there, but I think the point of that of that scene, uh, unsurprisingly, was just to sort of make fun of Bollywood movies in the way that The Simpsons made fun of stuff back in the day. Well, I, I think I think the even greater joke is it made every Indian critic's top five hundred list. Yes. Which just yes. alludes to, like, the sheer volume of Bollywood movies. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't go back to uh, look up 1990s numbers for Bollywood movies, but I did find it interesting that uh, apparently in 2014, there were 252 Bollywood movies made out of 1,969 Indian movies made. There is a difference. We might get into that later. Whereas in 2014, there were only 279 Hollywood movies made. Oh. But again, American movies, there might have been more. So, oh, yeah. At least, uh, at least in, in the 2010s, Bollywood and Hollywood have pretty much caught up in, in the arms race of movie making. But uh, bottom line, response to my statement, the final words, how they've turned out as I've digested them through this research. Yeah, that little clip is basically what Americans think of Bollywood movies. And it's kind of accurate to some of the older ones not so much to some of the newer ones i will say i think then when like during that like when that simpsons episode aired that's mm-hmm. what people thought 
Yeah. I think people in North America now think of Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. I still haven't seen that. It's good. I, I mean, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what an Oscar. Okay. I mean, that means something, I'm sure. Gee, your famous last words from last week were, are Western fans of Bollywood also interested in Indian culture in general? From what I turned up, maybe not. In, in that, like, Bolly, like, specifically Bollywood movies have a lot of emphasis on, like, surreality and escapism. Yeah. So, like, it's not representative of Indian. Like, there are movements where it goes towards more realistic depictions. Mm-hmm. But, like, your, your, your Bollywood, your Masala movie uh, is a very heightened situation. And I think I think the detachment from reality is more what what draws people into them, especially people who are not Indian. So that's what I turned up. Okay. I unfortunately didn't look very much into my famous last words, which is fine because they weren't very specific. Uh, my famous last words were, "What is the most ridiculous Bollywood film that exists?" Uh, I don't. I I didn't look into that, but I'm going to go with that movie that Chloe showed the clip of, with the man pulling the other man out of the car. I've seen that clip. It was amazing. <laughs> There's like a car that's like jump. It's like flipped over another car. And then this guy like rolls out of it. And then he pulls the other guy out of the passenger seat or something. It's crazy. So probably that thing. I'm sorry. I'm just like very quickly looking it up. Well, there's the clip. It's on. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was on the Reddit's uh, Bollywood realism. Ah, Singham is probably the wrong hmm. pronunciation. But Singham is how my Anglophone brain reads that as i'm gonna go with that that's probably the most ridiculous just throwing that out there Alrighty. time for mm-hmm. some uh, fandom facts fandom facts all right so i i had a really hard time with this week and i will probably have a really hard time with next week mm-hmm. by a similar token we're talking about movies specifically we're talking about bollywood movies uh, mm-hmm. Bollywood movies, more formally referred to as Hindi cinema, are films produced as part of the larger Indian film industry. It is one of the largest film producers in India, representing 43% of net box office, revs- uh, of net box office revenue. Um, whereas, as a, by comparison, Tamil and Telugu cinema represents about 36%, the rest being other regions. This is all in India. It is mm-hmm. one of the largest centers of film production in the world and one of the biggest film industries in the world in terms of films produced and people employed. Historically, the only little bit that I had, because there's a ton of history, uh, the history of Hindi cinema is probably not that dissimilar from the history of American cinema. And by that, I really just mean that they're long and storied mm-hmm. situations. Yes. But to get to the quick... The first silent films made in India started around the beginning of the 20th century. I think it actually predates um, cinema really coming to the U.S. Uh, And by the 1930s was producing about 200 films per year. Wow. Wow. Other names for Bollywood fans are, of course, Hindi cinema fans. I think, Z, you came across, well, both you and and G had come across Masala. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually in reference to... Uh, Bollywood movies that have multiple genres and kind of mix it together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In terms of uh, when the fandom, per se, is most active, I based my information this week off of Google Trends again. Mm -hmm. I would say that Bollywood movies are more popular now than they have ever been. Mm. Oh, wow. There's been a slow increase in popularity over the last, you know, 
from 2004 to the present. In terms of search traffic, there have been some spikes back in 2016. Uh, I couldn't figure out why that was, but it's been increasing over time. In terms of the size of the fandom, and this is like a very, very loose metric for how big the fandom is. Uh, in 2012 alone, there were over 2.6 billion tickets sold to Bollywood films. Whoa. Uh, that compares with 1.3 billion in the United States and almost half a billion in China during the same period. Oh, wow. Uh, I found another article that said 4 billion tickets for Bollywood films versus 3 billion tickets in the United States. That's probably closer. It's still like an upper bound, but that is still a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I couldn't pin down a lot of really interesting facts. I definitely found evidence that there are fans around the world, not just, say, Indian expatriates or people who have immigrated to other countries. Like, Bollywood films are known from Egypt to Pakistan, Russia, uh, apparently in Soviet Russia, and this is not a joke. <laughs> in, yeah, in, just, just took place in Soviet Russia, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> Indian movies were fairly common due to an Indo-Russian deal and also the fact that Hollywood was quite restricted back then. Uh, but they're also known in Ukraine, Poland, China, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, the UK, uh, United States, Canada. They tend to be less known in Europe, Africa, Latin America, and Oceania. But obviously that's not true because Poland and Germany are in Europe, as is the UK, as much as they might not like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's catch on Germany. People in Africa really like it. I smacked my head when I read like popular in Russia, because of course, because like they banned American movies. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, yes. What's what, what's what's even a little closer that produces <laughs> a ton of movies every year? Yeah. So like any Bollywood movies would have been like in the culture mm-hmm. since the Soviet Union. Yeah, I I did have one fast fact that I thought was very illuminating. Mm-hmm. And that was, in the 1970s, India cinema overtook America as the world's largest film producer. Hmm. Wow. So that means India's been producing more movies than America for a long time now. <laughs> I did have one other, not, not a fact, but a little quote, but it definitely gets us into the territory of the why. Ooh, my favorite territory. My favorite territory, yeah. I thought mm-hmm. famous last words were your favorite territory. I like I like the whole podcast. Okay, okay? fine. I like it. Fine. I like it all. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, well, getting to the why. Why? One thing that I found is the difference in storytelling between like Indian films and uh, North American films. In particular, I have this quote from an article in the Hindustan Times which says about 95% of these women, and this is in reference to to fans of Bollywood movies in Germany, they're drawn to the movies because German culture can be quite cold, especially for men. In actors like Shah Rukh, they see a guy who is soft, romantic, not afraid to cry or show his emotional side. I think that that big difference in terms of emotional depth across movies over many different genres is one of the biggest reasons why people are fans of Bollywood films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I saw it as well. <laughs> that was interesting. That's like German men could be quite cold. I mean, no one's wanted to say it, but everyone's <laughs> thought it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like Bollywood so much not inhibiting your emotions mm-hmm. or keeping your emotions bottled in. It's just like just like a big release of emotion, whether whether verbally or visually or musically or whatever. Yeah, in some ways more so than American movies. Just like 
it's just like emotion being splashed up there constantly. Yeah. Which is uh, which is really cool. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I definitely even saw that cited as a reason why Bollywood films are so popular in Russia, that there's like this sincerity and cordiality to the movies that make them extra touching. Mm-hmm. So as I understand it, the two of you actually had a chance to watch at least one Bollywood movie. I didn't have the time this week to get that far. Did you see that in the movie that you were watching? Uh, yeah, I would say so. But Jati Raho is the name of the film. I'm terribly sorry if I butchered that, but I don't think they say it at any point. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was like kind of like a heist movie. Mm-hmm. It was like them trying to get back at this like uh, guy who owns a lot of um, factories, like an industrialist guy who's screwed over the little people, which is a, a very common Bollywood trope I'd like to understand. Mm-hmm. They were uh, trying to get back at this guy and get some money out of him. And then it's like they con this guy a couple times and get, get a little more money, a little more money. And then you find out why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, oh, because this guy once made the father of the protagonist head of this division that screwed a bunch of people out of their money. Yeah. And then he just threw them under the bus. And then they were at that guy's funeral. And then the people who wanted their money back were there and be like, this is not going to stop us from getting our money back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness. This is so inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just, but like, it just like, like switched like that. Cause it was kind of a fun caper thing at the <laughs> beginning. And then it's like, Oh, it's like t- to like clear the name of their like deceased dad and, and husband. <laughs> and then it's just like, people were blowing up and then you're like, Oh, this is, why would you do this? You're, you're making mistakes. You're letting it, <laughs> there's a little bit of you get, you're letting that girl get to your head, but there wasn't that yep. much of that, but they yeah. just kind of covered the gamut. Yeah. Of emotions, with a couple mm. songs thrown in. Yeah, there were a few. They were all pretty catchy. Just reiterating a lot of what Jeez uh, just said. Definitely saw a lot of emotions splashed up on the screen, pretty much from end to end. I still, have, as of now, I still have twenty minutes of the movie left. Yeah. So uh, I, I haven't come to the big dance number at the end just yet. Assuming, of course, that there is one. But I think the thing with Bollywood movies is that they do have that sense of of surrealism that sense of everything being like over the top and larger than life these heists are somehow they seem simultaneously more realistic and less realistic than heists in american movies because like they're planned out and everything but it's not like you know they wait until the dead of night sneak in through an elaborate security system spray fog over the lasers so they know where to jump and everything like that it's just like they they basically go in in disguise to these various businesses that the the big bad owns and like pose as um, I think health inspectors in one case or they pose as somebody who wants to get their kid into a good school to expose uh, a principal who keeps taking bribes. So it's it's kind of interesting in that way because it seems to be a reflective of a little bit of the culture of India that I've I've made aware of through things like the bugle or i think maybe john oliver's touched on it here and there but it's this this idea that politically india is super corrupt and bribing officials at at several levels is just kind of what you do so it's just it's just interesting seeing them use that sort of against the officials and like turning that on its head so no i don't want to tip my hand here but i actually started watching another one but um 
Yeah. Man, um, man. I'm not going to talk about that that much, but a very common theme, both stated like in doing my research and watching these movies is like stand up for the, the oppressed. Yeah. Little guy who gets kicked around. Cause like when the film industry started, they were under British rule. Yes. Right. Yes. So that is going to inform a lot of what they do. Yeah, for sure. I think that that also brings an element of realism to it. And it's like, it could be kind of sad that there are these realistic villains who are basically officials or bureaucrats or, or businessmen who are super powerful in the way that, you know, business people can be super powerful. Mm-hmm. And, like, what, I guess, sort of what makes it them surreal or unrealistic are the ways in which the protagonists go about righting the wrongs and taking down these these villains. Because, like, in a sense, they're using all these schemes and everything, um, all these heists and whatnot, but, like, what's so unrealistic about that is that you'd probably be found out or you'd probably run out of money to bribe people with or that sort of thing. You know, it's like, it's surreal only in the sense that the structures of, of Indian society, and I'm going way out on a limb here. Like all the crow is going to be mine to eat after this episode comes out. But like, it's just within the, within the structures of the system, it's just impossible for the little person, little guy to do anything against the bigger guy. I want the big guy to get his ass kicked, man. They can't. Yeah. There's only so much of the details I can spend time on. Because, <laughs> like, it's about the catharsis. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and yeah. they're like, they're like. It's just like, I don't know. I guess, I guess in a, in a nutshell, um, Bollywood films like, uh, like the one we saw mm-hmm. could kind of be summed up as being the fantasy that helps keep the little guy under the big guy's boot by saying, don't worry, they'll get him in your fantasies and your silver screen dreams whoa <laughs> dang just saying i uh i'm gonna be honest and say that i'm a little bit surprised if that is the case from what i had read and obviously the two of you have seen a thing which clearly is mountains more evidence than my research i definitely read that there was a theme of escapism to a lot of early bollywood movies but i would not have expected that kind of theme to persist hugely not that there wouldn't be films dedicated to a more escapist kind of use but just that the desire the um, demand for those kind of films would decrease over time because when i done the research i i heard things like you know hindi cinema is not derivative of north american cinema there's lots of influence from indian epics and sanskrit drama and the theater of india and parsi theater and sure, there's some influence from Hollywood stuff, but um, I don't know. I would have expected to see more of that unless I was like, cool, uh, let's let's project a fantasy of how things could be. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, when I saw, like, my expectations were basically tempered by, like, that clip of the guy pulling the guy out of the car when it's flying over. Like, <laughs> that's was my reference. <laughs> and... I didn't get that. I got like a good movie. And it's like, like, honestly, it was like, this is, you know, this is just a good movie. It wasn't nothing in it. Nothing in it was like insane. Mm-hmm. It was just like, well told. I had a great time watching it. Uh, it was fun. It was, it was fun. Yeah. The only difference really would be the, the, there's more emphasis on the music. Yes. It was just Bollywood going back all the way. So on the, on the R Bollywood subreddit. Mm-hmm. 
there are like multiple threads to be like, is Bollywood over or is Bollywood on the decline? <laughs> no. Or is Bollywood no. dying? <laughs> and basically, uh, uh, my takeaways from it is the importance of music. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, the famous actors and actresses are the ones who are doing their singing and dancing. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, well, this movie just had like a hip hop remix of this old song. So like, why bother? Yeah. Um, I also watched a TED talk by a Bollywood film critic called Why Bollywood Makes Bad Films. Okay. What? Oh, and, okay. Uh, I, I have some theories, but go on. Okay. This is not an- what I'm about to say does not answer that question. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the name of the talk. Okay. He said that like some people like if it doesn't have like much songs in it, that's not a movie. <laughs> Interesting. Like it's just like like why bother? Because hmm. usually usually the soundtrack will come out first, oh. and that'll get people hyped to go see this, and that and that is often enough to get people into the theater. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, like more so than anywhere else. So I I do want to come back to that. Mm-hmm. I just had a little tidbit mm-hmm. that you reminded me of, and that was that apparently the way. One, Bollywood is not dying because it is growing ridiculously quickly, as mentioned by ticket sales and things like that. Two, movies in North America, the way that they work is the movie is often just like a trailer for the DVD. Like movies don't care too much about making money at the box office. I mean, they they obviously want to make as much money as possible, but it's like, doesn't matter. We'll make it up in DVD sales. Yeah. Yeah. In Bollywood, a lot of the... Like, I think 90%, 90 or 95% of the success of the movie is determined by box office because that's all that they get. Ooh. Oh, wow, wow, man. And so they were talking in whatever article I was reading. I don't remember which one, but it'll be linked in the show notes. Um, they were talking about how, as a result of that, you have movies that just, you know, flop. Mm-hmm. Because if it didn't succeed at the box office, that's it. It's done. There's no recovering from that. Can just a bad movie can bankrupt a studio. Mm-hmm. Wow! And also, since you mentioned actors, I thought it was interesting. I have uh, there was this really neat infographic on Forbes of all places, and they were talking about the wealthiest actors in 2014. Top actor 2014 at 820 million was Jerry Seinfeld. Wow! Third place, Tom Cruise, 480 million. Second place, Shah Rukh Khan. He is. The bee's knees of Bollywood is what I understand. <laughs> and that's another thing that I wanted to say about, you know, the actors and actresses are also good singers and dancers, which was a requirement in America in like... The 20s? 50s? Maybe going near the 50s. Yeah. In the 20s for sure. Yes. Eh, maybe Dick Van Dyke. So, yeah. Maybe going into the 60s. But not anymore. Definitely mm-hmm. not anymore. But in Bollywood, it's huge. Mm-hmm. There's some people who just make songs for movies mm-hmm. and the actors will lip sync, but like the big stars do their own. Mm. And based on what I saw, Bollywood seems to be even more based around like it's big stars, especially where fandom is concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I came across this one article called Four Reasons Why Bollywood Can Never Pull Off a Bali. Sorry again. Um <laughs> We need some pronunciation lessons, I I feel. Anyway, um, and basically it was an article about how because of Bollywood actors being more of a brand than, you know, necessarily known for their acting skills, it's really hard to get a bunch of big name actors onto a movie because their egos are just going to constantly clash and they'll be really hard to like, you know, wrangle for the director. 
Um, and apparently Bollywood tends to over promote things and like, it just seems like it's this, not necessarily a cult of personality, but it seems like basically a philosophy that has maybe become a little bit more predominant in Hollywood in the last few years has just always had a strong root in Bollywood. That philosophy being, if we have a big name star in the movie, people will go and see it regardless of what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that could very well be the case. I wanted to touch on the musical aspect. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Because, uh, you know, in North America, when we have a, a movie, the music may or may not be important. If you're watching a Marvel movie, the music is definitely not important. Unless it is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, fine, yeah. Fine. <laughs> Even in terms of, like, in terms of their promotion of the movie, it's important. Right. But in terms of, like, the, uh, the score of the movie, like, most of Marvel's music is pretty forgettable. It just sounds like everything else. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apparently, touching back on what you had mentioned, G, about the people will see the soundtrack come out ahead of time and then go out to the movie, the music seems to be a really important part of the films. There was this really interesting quote that I found that compares Bollywood and Hollywood films uh, with music being the unifying thing, and it goes... Uh, Indian filmmakers departed from their Hollywood counterparts in several ways. For example, the Hollywood musicals had as their plot the world of entertainment itself. Indian filmmakers, while enhancing the elements of fantasy, so pervasive in Indian popular films, use song and music as a natural mode of articulation in a given situation in their films. There is a strong Indian tradition of narrating mythology, history, fairy stories, and so on through song and dance. In addition, whereas Hollywood filmmakers strove to conceal the constructed nature of their work so that the realistic narrative was wholly dominant, Indian filmmakers made no attempt to conceal the fact that was shown on screen was a creation, an illusion of fiction. And that probably talks to the surreal element that you guys were talking about. Yeah. There's just like the stronger thread of music being an important part of the the storytelling. And even in an article I was reading on um, from an author on BuzzFeed um, about growing up as a British Indian person moving to canada they talked about how they kind of had to suppress that part of their identity this love of bollywood music Hmm. because it didn't fit into the like the cultural narrative of north america at the time Hmm. and then they were talking about how bollywood films create this um this belonging even being disconnected from a particular country or citizenship yeah Mm -hmm. they called it creating an Indian imaginary, a new way to feel Indian. Which was interesting because when I saw that, it tied back to the other article about uh, the popularity of Bollywood films around the world. And your question was, are people who are interested in Bollywood films also interested in Indian culture? And the result that I got was, you know, at least from a cultural appropriation kind of surface level, uh, you know, eating Indian food, wearing... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wearing like a a sorry kind of idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was I was watching that movie and there's um it's a little bit of the ways in the first song I was actually like are we gonna get get some music in here <laughs> and then it's finally like like the, the the male female protagonist they finally go on a date yep and they go to like a theme park yeah. They're dancing around, they're singing the song. I'm like, wait a minute, they changed clothes like four times during this scene. What's going on? How, how long did they spend at the theme park? But uh, that is not an important question. <laughs> it's just, it's communicating emotion rather than like information. 
Yeah, I mean, like, they're the protagonists in a Bollywood movie. Of course, they're going to wind up, like, the male and the female protagonists, I should say. Um, well, although, I don't know. Anyway, so you know they're going to get together. Of course, the what? first date's no, going to be great. No, stop. No. So, <laughs> stop your heteronormativity. But that's why I was kind of backtracking as, like, maybe there are Bollywood movies with, with gay couples. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. probably probably not, but that doesn't mean we can't imagine that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, you don't need to have that information. You just have have to have this this jaunty song and like scenes of them feeding each other ice cream and like suddenly the the mom is there and she's having ice cream too. Yeah, they're dancing the water fountains and stuff. Yeah, I mean you don't need to to hear the words to know what's going on. No, carrying on the thread of music, I found something interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found that uh, Bollywood films may have been a very strong influence in the revival of the American musical film genre. Oh, uh, in fact, Buzz Lerman even uh, had said that it was a big inspiration for Moulin Rouge. Oh, oh wow! Which I think came out in the early aughts. Yes, two thousand one, I think. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, from that you get things like Chicago, The Producers, Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. that whole slew of. Wait, when did Rent come out? <laughs> Uh, 2004 or something like that. Yeah, so you, that's where you get this whole trend of, of musical movies. Because, like, so many of those are really old in terms of how long they've been on, like, Broadway and stuff. Yeah, Rent mm. came out in the late 80s, I think. Yeah. Phantom yeah. of the Opera was one they did around that time. Oh, too. yeah. Um, and those have all been around for a long time. They did... Yeah. They did a famous movie in, like, 98, then they did one a few years ago. Yeah, with mm-hmm. um, everyone. <laughs> all the all those people Hugh, Hugh Jackman yeah, with with Catwoman and De- and Wolverine, you know, <laughs> which Catwoman and and, and Taken <laughs> and Taken <Yep>. and Taken. <laughs> that was the other person, Liam Neeson, <laughs> <laughs> and Beautiful Mind. Yep. Wait, who is Russ- Neeson? I don't know. I haven't seen. I actually haven't seen it. I'm sure. Oh, he wait, was in there he was Jean Valjean in the previous one, I think. Oh man. Oh. I think. Because I don't remember him in, in the new one, actually. Where's, where's that movie? A rift between fictional dimensions forces two Jean Valjeans into the same nope. movie. movie. Nope. I would not watch that. <laughs> but I mean, that's... Hollywood, send your checks to Z at the next cast. I'm not going to stop that. If they want to send you some checks, they can go for it. I was just going to say, it's, it's really interesting that I did not give this topic the justice that it serves because it is like just starting the research that that I did this week there's so much in there and it's hard to encapsulate an entire I don't know genre of film in such a tight space entire countries mm-hmm. film output I mean not entire countries because there's other like I suppose yeah there's a couple yeah. other distinct yeah. film filming groups but to see that and to see like my previous experience was like yeah it's not really a thing outside of india and i'm just wrong just completely wrong well i mean especially i'm not surprised to see that bollywood is like going up like it's more pop, like according to google trends more popular more searched now than it ever has been because mm-hmm. like it's on netflix now yeah like it's so accessible yeah the bar is do you want to read subtitles <laughs> that's it i yeah i wonder if if that's a big reason that it is so popular worldwide if you're already used to watching foreign films or foreign anything, then who cares if it's from India or wherever? Yeah. 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 The language is like secondary because you're you're reading it in your language. So yeah. you can understand what's going on. I actually found it really interesting on the topic of uh, of language and translation that uh, in Russia, they just dub it 
like pretty much I guess, I'm guessing pretty much upon its release and uh, apparently it gets the same treatment in uh, in Germany and in uh, Arabic speaking countries they just subtitle Bollywood movies upon their release so like there's that slight language barrier but some countries just want their Bollywood so bad that they just dub or sub it right away fun fact they also dub it in India wait do they do other languages no um so I found this article called 10 Things You Never Knew About Bollywood because I was mm-hmm. really trying to get any sort of unique insights. And one of the facts they list is a vast majority of Hindi films are still dubbed using sync sound equipment. For this reason, most people have not invested in soundproofing their studios. Given the camera noise, uh. it is much more effective to have the actors dub in their own voices later. Really? Wow. Wow. I don't know how true that is today, but even if that's true in the last decade, that is fascinating. Yeah, that's when yeah. we had the first talkies over here that they were doing, and then let's put the microphone on the camera, mm-hmm. um, and booms and stuff, I guess, but uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they shoot a lot of crowded areas. Oh, that's true, too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot. So, I guess that makes sense for them. Like, it probably would sound the best. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to take us off topic or not, <laughs> from what we've already been talking about, but, like... One of the things that I kept coming across over and over and over again was this idea that uh, Bollywood movies, as much variety as there can be within them, there's always some sort of a love story involved. And like some people even went so far as to say that it's like, in some ways, the cinema of like an innocent, romantic kind of love. And some people took a cynical bent on that saying, oh, the producers know that's what sells with their chief demographic, which are young people, you know, teens and whatnot. And so they just make that. But uh, if Hollywood just made movies in the same vein, but in the Hollywood style, do you think Hollywood would would be around still? Or do you think they would have collapsed because people in North America have different tastes or different cultural expectations or, or, or whatnot? Mm. Sorry, so your question, like boiling Bas- it down Basically, to it. yeah, boiling it down to it. If if uh, Bollywood's sort of common den- denominator is is love and love stories, if Hollywood made movies that all of their movies just centered around some kind of love story, would Hollywood be as successful as it is today, or would it be around? Would it have collapsed in like the sixties, seventies before it you know refreshed itself? I would make the argument that most Hollywood movies are about that. I also was kind of going in that direction. <laughs> like you can, you can be glib about it and be like, "Oh, uh, Iron Man is a movie about a man who loves his father." And uh, yeah, but but I mean, really, when you think of a lot of popular movies, they are love stories. It may not be like romantic love, mm-hmm. but it is probably about love because love is something universal and sparks many other feelings that people can relate to or empathize with you know hanger hanger yep (laughs) (laughs) anger (laughs) and such that's why there's more songs about that than anything else in the world i guess i just should have specified romantic love oh i mean even then i think it would to answer your question if it was romantic love yeah i think you still would see hollywood like that movie that we watched i wouldn't say it's based around romance no there's a romance in it yeah i think that most movies qualify for that TVH. So then I guess what sets Bollywood apart is the uh, the colorful presentation of it and 
the the music, sort of the magic, the festivity. Mm, the importance of music definitely is like mm-hmm. possibly number one. Yeah, but like you have you have Indian directors influenced by like French New Wave and oh yeah Italian realism and all that stuff. It's like one of the hallmarks of big budget Hollywood action movies. A lot of explosions. Michael Bay. Um, Michael <laughs> Bay. Cynicism, I would say. Oh, yeah. Definitely that. Yeah. Which is missing from Bollywood for the most part, I think. Yeah. I would. I mean, I've only I've only seen part of one Bollywood movie, but uh, I, I totally agree. It, like like in terms of like, you know, the wearing wearing your emotions like on your sleeve sort of thing. Yeah. Would you... Another, another question. Would you say... Um, based on your impressions from the research, based on whatever uh, Bollywood films you've seen, that uh, it kind of comes down to a lack of irony. Hmm. Things are more sincere, more from the heart. That is a way too specific question for somebody who has not seen anything to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, that goes back to the warmth, right? Yeah. Like, there's, there's, you know, not cynical detachment. But, like, we had, like... Like, you know, the teen being like, I don't want to live under your rules anymore. I'm going to, but that's not irony yeah. or cynicism. No. no. That's, uh, that's more emotion, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was super emotional. I mean, I don't think I've seen a, like a teen running away scene like that. That's been so emotional in a Western movie for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, because there's, there's still great focus. And especially with the Masala movies, it's like good triumphs. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, the person ends up being in love with another person who gets married or something like that. And it's like just the catharsis of that basic story being resolved. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of Hollywood movies are like, the moral is everyone's terrible. <laughs> so that's kind of nice. Not not that like there's not nuance in, in a lot of Indian films, but talking about like the impression of like the genre. I wish I would have said that my famous last words last week were the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is the Bollywood TV show of north america i can see that you know, it's got its emotions out there yeah and it's positive but sometimes that one zigs when it's, you think it's gonna zag <laughs> hmm. we move on to the the in and out <laughs> or move on to whatever the next part is <laughs> it is in or out. yeah in or out. all right so this is the part where we find out if we're gonna do more of the fandom get more involved in the fandom or not or if we're already involved, continue to be involved. You know, some relation of that. More of the thing or less of the thing. Let's start with T. Oh no. What? I'm trapped. <laughs> Alright. I feel like I'm so close. What's what's the expression that people always screw up? I couldn't care less versus I could care less? <laughs> yes. Yes. You could not care less means that you don't care. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the bad version of that. In that I've done ever so slightly just enough research to not be able to state you know what doesn't matter what i'm trying to say in a long-winded way is that i think the only thing i could possibly be is in mm-hmm. but ever so slightly okay like i would mm-hmm. i would like to check out some bollywood films mm-hmm. and that's that's the most in i could be having no other preconceptions <laughs> yes because my other choice is i was so abhorred by the research that i'm out which was not true. No, definitely not true. <laughs> so I guess I'm in by default. <laughs> okay. Gonna add it to your promise list. 
<laughs> Watch uh, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want this list to get any longer. But I, I, you know what? I'll do it. All right. T is in. T will watch a Bollywood movie. How about you, Z? Mm, I've got to say I'm in. I'm, I'm I'm really curious. I mean, I've only seen part of this one Bollywood movie so far, but I'm really curious to see what the old stuff's about. Not necessarily not necessarily the popular stuff, as I lost <laughs> my hipster glasses. Um, but, you know, the uh, just where did it start? Why did it start there? What made stuff like Mother India a movie from 1957 so popular um, especially in a place like uh, like Nigeria where it could still fill a movie theater in 1997 oh, what? what gives a movie that kind of staying power I know there are some cultural things there like Nigeria and India kind of had uh, had similar struggles and apparently arranged marriage is also a thing in Nigeria so the younger portion of the audience was sort of dealing with the same tension between marriage for love and marriage by arrangements so like there there are some similarities there there's some cultural things going on there to to make that uh that long tail possible but i'm still curious you know how do how do things hold up from back then are they are they the movies that apu was giving us a little glimpse of with his clip from the simpsons is there a character named lovely johnny I, i have to find out i'm in that is definitely the most important thing. Uh, <laughs> how, how about you, G? Well, as I said earlier, I may have tipped my hand and then I already started watching another one. <laughs> so you're out. I wanted to see me with uh, Shah Rukh Khan in it. Ah. Because he is, he is the hot dog at, at this time <laughs> in Bollywood, so I wanted to see like what the fuss was about. And uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, what I watched was just like a good movie. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean all Bollywood is good. Doesn't mean all Bollywood is that. Yeah. But it's just like more options when I'm looking for something to watch. I think, and it's 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 interesting to take a visit to like where the home traditions and the home expectations of what you see are not are a country that you are not part of or have, have nothing to do with. Yeah. You know, everything's based in Indian culture, which is just because it's made in India, which is <laughs> which is you know, completely different to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like. But seeing the different different landscapes, different situations, but it's like everyone's the same. <laughs> like like they're about the same problems. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and uh, I enjoyed what I watched immensely, and will enjoy more. Maybe I'll read up on it this time. I just like kind of spun the wheel on Netflix <laughs> and found one that I really liked. But there there is a lot. There is a lot on Netflix. Like more than, or rather, I should say more than I thought there was. Hmm. Some people probably think that there's not enough. <laughs> More than 200 films a year. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> hey, G, I heard that you have a thing for that thing that we do on this podcast. Called The Spotlight. Spotlight. Okay, so the thing we're going to highlight this week is uh, an organization called Arts for India. Yeah, we're talking about Bollywood films, we want to support the future of Bollywood. So what this is, is a charity that helps out underprivileged young artists in India. Two main objectives are to educate needy and deserving students from some of India's poorest families, enabling them to make their contribution to the world of art, fashion, film, and design, and to promote Indian art and culture across the world. Hmm. Bollywood is just one great way to do that. They are at artsforindia.org. They have lots of events going on. They have uh, lots of ways to get in contact with them, and you can sponsor a particular student. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So you can wow. uh, you know, get connected with the next, say, Hajit Ray. 
Oh man. As it were. <laughs> so yeah, that is archforindia.org. Cool. And uh, we have one other spotlight, mm. which has been our ongoing spotlight for this season. <laughs> I, I really don't want to diminish the importance of, of Arts for India by comparison, but mm-hmm. this this has a clock on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has multiple clocks on it. Why did I bring up clocks? Um, we're talking about the Race Against Time, which you can find at raceagainsttime.io. Now in its third year running, the Race Against Time is our annual charity live stream where we work our way through Chrono Trigger, obtaining all of its different endings, and raising money for the Alzheimer's Society of Canada. Last year, we raised over 1,200 Canadian, and we have plans to surpass that this year. If you are interested in checking that out, um, it will be on August 12th to August 13th. It's going to be a 24-hour stream starting at like 10 in the morning Eastern time. You can follow us on twitch.tv slash the race against time. And, you know, when the event starts, you'll know that it's going on. There'll be all sorts of cool stuff going on, so you can check that out. Please do. If you would like to check us out on the internet, we are on iTunes. We'd love it if you would subscribe so that the new episode comes right to your metaphorical door uh, every week when it comes out. And uh, if you would like to leave a rating or review for us, that would be lovely as well. We are at the Nixcast on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you go up there now, you can see all of our social media activity from Anime North. <laughs> Between me taking pictures of signs and T taking pictures of actual cosplayers, <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot to enjoy up there. Yeah. Um, and if you enjoy the content that we make, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be this podcast, whether it be our Instagram, whatever that may be, you can help us out by becoming a patron of the Nixcast at patreon.com slash Nixcast. Even as little as a dollar a month pledge really helps us out, uh, helps us to pay for hosting costs, keeps the show ad-free, and uh, makes it easier for us to head out to different conventions and to get this footage to talk to other fans, to highlight other fans. Check that out, patreon.com slash the next cast. Yep. And if you want to join in the conversation on Twitter, you can use that hashtag, hashtag fanthrow. That's hashtag F-A-N-T-H-R-O. Search that, throw that into your tweets, and we'll come up. All right, and now it's time for Famous Last Words. Famous Last Words. That's right. This is our chance to really screw things up and say something stupid about next week's topic. We don't have to, but sometimes it happens. Next week, we will be talking about cinephiles, that is fans of movies. Mm Mm-hmm. This uh, this is your chance to either ask a question or just make a statement about cinephiles. Going to point the cannon at Z. I'm going to say that cinephiles really love the cinema. And as a result, much like people who go see, I don't know, uh, as an example, uh, Wagner's Ring Cycle, the very lengthy opera, they'll go, go to see the opera and they'll bring all kinds of like full-on meals with them because it's such a long opera that uh at least somewhere at least once a year there is a movie marathon where people are encouraged to bring several course dinners with them and it's touted as a cinephile's paradise that last condition may really screw you over well we'll see okay gotta make my words famous (laughs) Yeah, those are those are some big words you're talking this week. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll go to G. G, you're up. Okay. okay. Um, is it important for cinephiles to see movies in the theater? Ooh. Yes. Hey. 
<laughs> oh no, I just remembered a conversation that I'd had once before. <laughs> Something about waiting being important to seeing a movie or some other garbage. Oh, I can't wait to get into it. Uh, oh, boy. oh, I forgot that next week we have a special guest. That's right, maybe I'll have some backup. I hope not. <laughs> All right. Once again, hashtag teaching the controversy. Mm-hmm. This is what I had to say. These are my famous last words. Are cinephiles really a fandom? Isn't that just a pretentious title for people who watch movies? Where's the culture? <laughs> a shared experience and unique terminology. I am already eating my words. I've already preheated them in the oven. <laughs> so the answer to your question will be our episode? Sounds, oh, sounds great. <laughs> How meta. I mean, I wanted something that wasn't just our episode, but I'm really <laughs> curious. Much like you were asking if you have to watch movies in the theater to be a cinephile. Mm-hmm. Is it really a thing or is it just like a word we made up for people who go watch movies? What is it? Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. everybody hyped yeah i'm so hyped right now (laughs) oh yeah ready for a dance scene to break out over here man there's not a lot of room for that dance scene to break out it'd be mostly shoulders and up but you know z's new band shoulders and up (laughs) hit album jars and heads my new shampoo wait heads and jars (laughs) shoulders Shoulders and up. Shoulders and up. But what about my below parts? Nope. <laughs> nope. Not That's covered. Not what shampoo is for? You need new shoulders and down for that. <laughs> <laughs> but what if I need my head covered? Buy the other one. Yeah, God. shoulders and up. Come on, come on. Gotta get that product. Your shoulders get thoroughly cleaned. Yeah, by exactly. The way. Right. <laughs> I don't know why my shoulders need to be so clean <laughs> they're carrying it all the, yep the dirty stuff mm-hmm. no strangely preamble, appro- <laughs> well, preamble this is the theme song exactly it's strangely <laughs> appropriate for uh, bollywood you really got me yeah what? well it's all about love yeah i guess well yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i wish other countries made movies about love I know, right? They got they've got a monopoly over there. Monopoly on love. Well, you won't find any in the Justice League, I'll tell you that much. Oh boy. Ooh. Hopefully not Cyborg either. <laughs> <laughs>